your work week is over. Kick back and get the latest on the Colts and the NFL. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Hey, TGIF, happy Friday. Good to be with you, and welcome in to The Last Word, the off-season home of the Indianapolis Colts. This is where we talk Colts every Friday night here in the off-season on the home of the Colts, 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, I'm Matt Taylor. No Jeffrey Gorman tonight. He's at home. He's up in Michigan getting some visit in with uh, family and some R&R before training camp. In from the bullpen is Casey Vallier. Showcase these offseason Friday nights. They're dwindling, my friend. Football is coming back soon. Ah, you're not kidding. I mean, we're just a couple weeks. I mean, we're, we're, we're on the point where we can almost count on our hands when guys start reporting to camp, which is bizarre. No question. No question about it. Yeah, July 26th is report day for players up at Grand Park. And then July 27th, noon is the first practice up at Grand Park, one of 16 open practices uh, at Grand Park in Westfield. All the information online right now, colts.com slash camp. For all the practice details, the times, the marketing days associated with those practice days, and you can get your free ticket online. Again, colts.com slash camp. Hey, we're brought to you tonight by FanDuel and FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. Showcase coming up. We're loaded tonight. We're going to talk about Colts training camp. We're also going to break down linebackers. We're also going to hear from linebacker Bobby Okereke. He's heading into his fourth season already with the Colts, which is a contract year. So we'll talk to him about that and how he's looking to take his game to the next level. So my friend, in in terms of linebackers, what intrigues you the most about this group? This is sort of the last group, Casey, that we've talked about and put a spotlight on. In in terms of storylines, what is the biggest one for you going into camp as far as linebackers concerned? Well, I mean, not to not to go with the obvious. I think the biggest storyline is what we're going to see, the health of Darius Leonard. But, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things, the burning questions, what, what am I intrigued about? You know, it's probably different from a lot of other teams. If you look at the linebacker crew that the, the Colts have, it's kind of the crew that makes a lot of the stuff happen on defense. I mean, you look at the amount of turnovers that Darius Leonard caused just himself last year. That's kind of where it all starts, I feel like. I feel like the defense kind of, you know, takes that energy. They feed off of what Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke can do. So that's kind of where I look at it as turnovers and, and, and all those defensive stats. I think it kind of starts different from a lot of other teams. It kind of starts right there with the linebackers. Yeah, and you can't talk about those Colts linebackers without beginning with the maniac, as you said. Yeah. Darius Leonard uh, named All-Pro in each of his first four years with the Colts. He's He has the most total All-Pro selections and the most first-team all-pro picks by a linebacker in Colts history. He also joins teammate Quentin Nelson and Hall of Fame offensive lineman Jim Parker, the only players in franchise history to earn first-team all-pro honors in three of their first four seasons. So with, with Darius Leonard, it's it's health, right? It's can he be back in time for the start of training camp, or will we see him at all in training camp? Because he had a back procedure done in June that dealt with the nerve that was causing issues with that lingering lower body stuff, right? The lingering calf, the lingering 
ankle problem that he dealt with all of last season. Doctors believe that his calf wasn't firing correctly because of a nerve in his back. So as we know, I mean, we're not doctors here, Casey, obviously, but we know that, hey, the skeleton, everything's connected, right? The Colts finally think they have this sort of uh, pinned down and, and targeted where they can alleviate all of Darius Leonard's nagging problems. What do you think we'll see in terms of Darius Leonard in training camp? It's hard to say. I know that's a loaded question. But right. what do you think of Darius Leonard's involvement with this defense in the month of August and the preseason? I think it's going to be hard-pressed to keep Darius Leonard away. I mean, whether or not he's practicing, I think he's going to be the guy. You see him with his bucket hat cheering on and being the biggest cheerleader, kind of like he is whether he's on the field or off the field. I mean, that's kind of the Darius that you typically get. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, the million-dollar question is whether or not you're going to see any activity from him. That's going to be tough. We're going to have to kind of wait and see how that works. But it is something that to note, it's a new defense, so you definitely want to see him get a little bit of run in there before that September 11th start down there in Houston, with that being the first time in this defense. But I- I'm expecting Darius Leonard to be right there on the sidelines. If he's not on the field, he's going to be that first guy on the sideline ready to go in and congratulate on any big play or helping inside you know, the huddles. So I think you're going to see a lot of involvement, whether that means him actually participating or not. That right. is, you know, we'll have to find that out when, when camp rolls around. Yeah, I mean, just the, the main objective is to get him permanently right with this right. ankle. I mean, it was an issue all of last season in the off season, the regular season, and it, it took a toll on him just like it would any player. But get that totally eradicated so that it's, it's not an issue this October, this November, this December right. when, when games matter so much. He's one of your best players on defense and arguably the heart and soul of that defense, the guy that brings the most energy and juice, if you will, to that unit. You just want 100% Darius Leonard the first time he takes the field this season so that that ankle is not that underlying issue on top of all the other wear and tear that a linebacker in the NFL accumulates throughout the course of the season. So we'll see what that means in terms of availability in the month of uh, August in training camp. But burning question number two on Darius Leonard, Casey, where does he go from here? Where can he take his game to the next level? We already talked about you know, a perennial pro bowler, first-team all-pro guy. Is there anything he can do to become an even better linebacker than he already is right now? And he's on pace, quite frankly, Casey, to be a Hall of Famer. No, it's it's. I'm not saying he's a perfect player because my response sounds like he's a perfect player because I think we'd all agree that everybody has areas in their game where they can get better. But I think right now the only area I can see is that health area. I mean, look at what he did last year. And as you mentioned, I mean, he wasn't healthy the entire year. I would say he played it probably, you know, 75% is probably just an estimate, but that's probably right around where he did. And he was a first-team All-Pro. I mean, so if you look at that, I think if you just look at it from a health standpoint – that's kind of where you get to see more of that maniac we saw the first year in two year one and year two when he was here where all of a sudden you were like wow who is this guy out of South Carolina State because he is just an impact player to now I mean one of the top linebackers in the game so I think if you can keep him healthy that's where that is and also within this defense I mean you can agree the amount of moves that they made this offseason I don't think he's going to be asked to do as much as he has in the past. Where there, I think you're really going to see even more of an impact because maybe he doesn't have to give it 150% every single play because there's other impact players all over that those impact players are going to be heightened whenever you see him on the field. Yeah, I think it's the mental side of the game. I mean, last year, 
he wasn't 100%, so therefore he had to study more. He had to watch more film right. and become more instinctual. He was, you know, he wasn't able to be the same guy athletically, so he had to study tendencies, you know, learn how guys ran with the football, and, and that's what led to those ridiculous takeaway plays, 15 takeaway plays last year by one guy that led the NFL right. and became the first player ever in the history of the NFL to force at least eight fumbles and intercept at least four passes in a single season. So he's always been the game-changer guy. He's always been the takeaway machine. But last year he had to become more cerebral. That's why I say you get him right physically so that he doesn't have to worry about any underlying issues. Then I think you have the total package. You've got the playmaker – and then you've got the guy that has the increased football IQ. Then I think you're looking at an even scarier linebacker in this new aggressive defense led by Gus Bradley. All right, that's the book on Darius Leonard. His running mate at, at linebacker, Casey, is Bobby Okereke. As we said, we're going to hear from him coming up on the uh, on the next segment. He's heading into a contract year. What is in store for Bobby Okereke, Casey, in year four? I think he's in store for a big year. I think it circles back to what I mentioned. The, the pieces will help everybody else. I think it really will emphasize where their strengths are. And I think we've seen every year he has progressed. You know, as a rookie, he was kind of stuck in there behind Anthony Walker. The last couple of years, we've seen him take a bigger role. He led the league in, or led the, the team in tackles last year. I assume that's going to be it too. But I think what you're going to see in in this year, the contract year, is more of those you know turnover worthy plays. He's going to have his hands on the ball or around the ball a little bit more. Um, and one of the things I mean that I'm looking forward to is just to see. You know, with a healthy Darius Leonard and a healthy Bobby, just kind of what that group looks like, because I think it's 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 hard to argue whether or not that may be one of the best linebacker duos in all of football. So I'm really excited to see what he does in this contract year. He's well aware of what it means. These guys, they, they're they more aware of contracts and all of that stuff and how important it is to have a big year. But I think for more importantly, Bobby's just ready to put another good year of football on the field and tape on there and just help this defense. Yeah, no question about it. I think you hit the nail right in the head right there in terms of the mental side of things and always been a sure tackler and, you know, trying to build up some more takeaways and kind of join Darius Leonard in that regard because, you know, that's been the hallmark of the defense the last couple of years. He had two picks last year, build up some more takeaway plays, uh, which, again, the Colts had 33 of them last year, number two uh, in the NFL. All right, last one on linebackers, Casey, before we break and hear from Bobby Okereke in segment number two. Two, let's talk about depth. You've got Leonard, you've got Okereke. Behind those guys, you've got Zaire Franklin, you've got EJ Speed, who's played. You know, Franklin and Speed are tremendous uh, to this team in terms of value because of what they do on special teams and on defense. So talk about Zaire Franklin, talk about EJ Speed, and then what's left in terms of depth behind those guys? You know, you, you talk about Zaire Franklin, and I think you and I would both agree. You talk to Zaire and you feel like you're smarter every time you hear from him. <laughs> so when we talk about, you talk about the mental side, I mean, you've got guys like Bobby Okereke, Darius Leonard, and, and Zaire Franklin, who have probably the highest football IQs of guys that are on this roster. And those those are three guys playing very pivotal positions on the defense. So when I think you look at that trio, you know, with Zaire as kind of penciled in as that third one, you feel very, very comfortable. 
And then last year, we saw EJ Speed step into a big spot in Arizona and didn't miss a beat. He kind of was like a second Darius Leonard. Leonard missed the game, and you didn't even realize – I mean, maybe you realized he wasn't out there, but you didn't see that big of a drop-off with no. what you had in EJ Speed. So I think when you look at those first four on your linebacking crew, you feel very, very confident heading into the year. And behind those guys, there's a lot of unproven guys. you got Brandon King, who you brought over. I think he spent eight years in New England, mainly just as a special teamer. So, you know, as far as his role inside a defense, you haven't seen too much of that. And then it's four undrafted rookies. So, you know, there's a lot of unproven depth within that linebacking crew. But the guys at the top, they kind of help even all of that out to make it look like you pretty got a pretty good solid group there. Yeah, those rookies, Forrest Ryan out of Villanova, James Skalski out of Clemson, JoJo Doman out of Nebraska, and then Sterling Weatherford, your guy out of the University of Miami. He's uh, from up in your neck of the woods, Casey. He's he from is. Cicero. Uh, yes, Cicero, Hamilton Heights yep. kid. Yeah. yeah, Hamilton Heights, a former Husky, uh, attended the Colts Pro Day, was also a top 30 draft visit, and now is uh, in camp with the Colts trying to make this roster. So you're exactly right. You've got some unproven depth, a lot of obviously young guys uh, you know, vying for spots uh, within that linebacking core. But, Casey, keep your eye on number 57. That'd be JoJo Doman. Uh, out yes. of Nebraska, as I said, he was getting some run with the second team defense during yeah, the uh, during the mini camp, and he was a guy that kind of flashed a little bit. I remember watching him in the spring, and I had to look down at my roster a few times, and I'm thinking, all right, I, I keep seeing this number 57, 57 still in there, 57's making a play, good good break up there by this Doman kid, uh, second team All Big Ten last year just looked like he was picking up the defense pretty quick in the spring so he's my guy one of the uh, un- under the radar type players at linebacker 57 Jojo Doman out of Nebraska keep an eye on him in the month of August very and, and that's one of the things you also love about this time of year you remember Gary Brackett I'm sure when you look at offseason before Gary Brackett started nobody right. knew Gary Brackett you know right. that he was an undrafted guy who turned into be a long time Colt maybe there's a couple guys in there that you look back in 10 years and go man what a great find that was so it's a very fun time of year. And remember, last year, the streak of an undrafted free agent making the Colts roster out of training camp, that was broken. Uh, it happened it 22 out of the last 23 years. Uh, obviously, I think there's going to be multiple undrafted free agents make this roster here in 2022 because there are roster spots to be had. All right, that's a look at the linebackers and the burning questions uh, regarding that position group heading into training camp. Also a reminder that you can register for the 10th annual Indianapolis Colts 5K Run and Walk. That's coming up. It's presented by the Indiana University Health folks, sponsored in part by CBS4 and Meyer. It's now open. All in-person events will take place at Lucas Oil Stadium coming up on Saturday, August 27th. Finish on the 50-yard line at Lucas Oil Stadium. There's going to be a post-race celebration. You'll also receive a finisher t-shirt, a medal, and a ticket to the Colts' home preseason game later on that night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For more info and to register, log on to Colts5K.com. When we come back, we're going to hear from Bobby Okereke. The fourth-year linebacker is going to join us and he'll explain the difference in the Gus Bradley defense and talk about his rapport with quarterback Matt Ryan and why that's important to have synergy with the guys on offense heading into training camp. That's coming up next. Jeffrey Gorman's out. Casey Vallier's in. I'm Matt Taylor. This is the last word. It's the offseason home of the Indianapolis Colts. We're back in just a moment here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. 
Things haven't been this is your weekly fix on Colts football. The last word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. We're back. Last word here on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, I'm Matt Taylor. No Jeffrey Gorman tonight. Casey Vallier is in, bringing us back in musically right now. Harry Styles. You know, my wife was listening to the show last week, and she she had to razz me a little bit, Case. She said, you know, you play everything that you want to hear in terms of the rejoiners. You don't play anything current. You don't play anything that anybody else would want to hear. So I said, well, it's my jukebox. I mean, I, I, right. just, pl- I just plug in the show to my jukebox. Fill me in on Harry Styles, Case. I hear his name everywhere. Is this Harry a fi- Styles. Is, a, is it a 15 minutes of fame? Or is it here to stay? Well, I mean, he was in One Direction, and that was pretty popular. I don't. I mean, how long ago was that? I mean, I, I was. I, I think I was in college. When one Direction was around. So about 10 Anthony Costanzo, a big One Direction so, guy. Oh, he? really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. I forgot about that. He was at yeah. those shows. But yeah, good. good no, I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, so don't he was in One Direction. Don't ask me why I know that. Yeah, uh, exactly. that's okay. I mean, there's certain things. Don't ask me why I know certain things. But but I know that Harry Styles is also joining the Marvel universe. He was he was spotted at the very end of one of the I I got into the Marvels during during COVID. I was you know looking for something to watch like all of us, and, right. and I got through all the Marvel movies. And he was in like before the credits of one of them. I can't remember which one, um, but he's like the brother of one of the villains. Because I looked, I was like, wait a minute, I know that guy. So I Googled it, and I was like, ah, that's the One Direction guy. So I didn't realize nice. that he had his own solo career. So congratulations to Harry Styles on doing something outside of the boy band. So way to go. 100%. Yeah, catchy <laughs> song, man. Good stuff right there. Again, that's Showcase Valier. I'm Matt Taylor. This is The Last Word. We're brought to you by FanDuel on FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. Also, download the weekly official Colts podcast featuring the latest news on the Colts. Everything you need to know heading into training camp. This week we broke down the top defensive position battles heading into camp, and we also spoke with defensive end Quiddy Pay regarding his involvement with NFL Africa. Check that out. Also this week, our Colts reunion podcast. We've been doing those uh, throughout the summer months, kind of during this downtime in the NFL. Uh, That this week centered around former Colts defensive back Marlon Jackson, who talked about his career in Indianapolis and making that great interception on Tom Brady in the AFC championship game, sending the Colts to the Super Bowl. It's all right there. Oh, it's yeah Still one of the greatest chills, moments yeah. in the history awesome. of uh, of the franchise, no question about it. Marlon Jackson talked about you know still being stopped in in you know malls and airports and grocery stores <laughs> about that play. <laughs> Check out those podcasts right now on Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network. That's anywhere you download your podcast. As promised, time now to hear from Bobby O'Karake, who last season led the Colts in stops. He had 132 of them, finished ninth in the. NFL in solo tackles and again heading into his fourth season with the Colts and thus a contract year. He's a mainstay on defense. So earlier this offseason he joined myself, he joined Casey and J.J. Stankovitz in studio. We had a party and we started off talking about how the players on defense have taken to a new scheme under new defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. I think everybody's embracing it Um, and you know everybody's just excited feels revitalized, you know, like you said, with Coach Bradley, Coach Smith, uh, that whole new staff, and then Yannick and Stefan. It's really just opportunity to get to know those personalities, you know, see how they play. And you know, I think everybody feels the juice of just how good this defense can be. 
Now, with with the addition to Yannick Ngakwe, what do you think that does for you and for Darius on that back end to kind of add that proven edge rusher for you guys? Yeah, um, I mean, it makes our job a little easier. Uh, quarterback's got to get it out quicker. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think a guy like that is going to boost the whole room, whether, you know, it's Dio, uh, Ben Banigou, um Chris Williams, all those guys. Um, it's really just, you know, going to add some technique and, you know, some motivation for those guys. And you talked about Gus Bradley. Uh, talk about him as a guy, as a coach. What are your first impressions of the new defensive coordinator? Yeah, I love him. Um, great teacher. Uh, he's a patient guy. Um, you know, he's really focused on, you know, just keeping things simple so guys can fly around and play fast, play physical. Um, you know, I think he's great. I think um, he just does a great job of, you know, bringing everybody together. How different is this compared to what you were used to your first three years? Yeah, uh, some different schemes, um, you know, some plays and some concepts we're going to run more than others. Um, but it's pretty pretty similar. Um, you know, I, I love Coach, Coach Flus, and I feel very fortunate to have started my career with him because – you know, he really brought it down to the rudiments of the game, just playing hard, playing fast, playing physical. Yeah. And I think that's an emphasis that Coach Bradley has as well. You talked about team building. One of the things, he's maybe on the other side of the ball, but Matt Ryan comes in, you know, pretty big leader. What have you? What have your first thoughts on Matt Ryan? Uh, he's great. Uh, he's just coming in, engaging with everybody. He brings great energy. Um, you know, you see him in the weight room. He's one of the hardest workers. Um, he's just a guy that leads by example and is setting the tone. How much does that matter? How much does it matter your – relationship with the quarterback considering you're a linebacker uh i think it's important um i mean even from the high school days like everybody looks up to the quarterback to lead right um and, you know he takes takes the team by the reins and when you got a guy like matt ryan with so much experience and um you know so much wisdom and leadership mm-hmm. uh, it only boosts the team what, what about you as a leader how, how have you become more you know comfortable with with your voice within your spot on this team heading into year four yeah uh i think just feeling very confident um, and my understanding of scheme uh, and my ability on the field and, you know, just being more demonstrative and, you know, earning that respect through plays I've made and, you know, just my whole, like, campaign uh, these past three years, uh, I think just earning the respect of everybody has been a great step. Now, I know we're moving on to 2022, but when you think back to that game in Jacksonville, the season ends, what was the one area that you said, okay, i got to focus on this offseason in, in preparing for the following year? Yeah, um, definitely my striking um, striking on tackling and striking versus offensive linemen. Uh, and I think that's what Coach Smith is going to help me with a lot. You know, he's he, he's a lot of experience. Uh, he's coached a lot of great linebackers. So, you know, just working that technique um, and that intensity with me will be great. For the for the, the, the striking for dummies, what, what, what exactly do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Is it, just, um, is, it, is it head placement on the ball or is it, is it uh, coming through, you know, more physical on tackles? What, what, what does striking mean for you? Yeah, uh, head placement on the ball, um, you know, technique placement with your hands, and then, you know, just really grooving your hips through, you know, mm-hmm. driving through your hips and being more explosive. I think just tying all that in together, uh, you know, I'll see a big difference this year. <laughs> that's, that's Teach Tape with Bobby O'Carroll. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Colts linebacker in studio. And, and you brought up Darius Leonard a little bit earlier, and he spoke earlier this offseason, talked about how last season was tough on him. He was battling the ankle. He was dealing with some family issues. He didn't feel like he could lead uh, to the expectation that he wanted to last season. Did you did you see that, or did you feel that out of him? Or is that, is that tough to notice because he is a guy that, that brings that energy and that juice every day to the the common folks like like us yeah i would say i mean a guy like him who's ultra competitive you know he's going to be his toughest critic um but you know me being here these past three years you know i've always looked up to darius he's Mm -hmm. always set a great tone for energy and intensity and playmaking i mean the guy's a three-time what pro bowler or three-time pro bowler four-time uh 
first team, second team All Pro. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, he's got all the accolades. You know, he's got uh, he's established as as he can be in the league. Um, so I think he's earned all the respect of everybody in the locker room for sure. I want to go back to Richard Smith a little bit because he's been coaching for I think since the late seventies, if yep. I'm not mistaken. I mean, since long before I was born, you were born. Maybe Mate, maybe Casey. Um, what what kind of wisdom have you just picked up from him and, and like knowing the experience he's had for so long in this game? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's incredible. He's incredibly smart. Um, he knows our playbook and our scheme like the back of his hand. Mm-hmm. And just from a technique standpoint, you know, he, he understands what you're doing wrong and what you're doing well and like can can name it and categorize it. He doesn't, he's not just telling you don't do that. He's like, he's putting a name to it, a label, like don't step in the bucket or don't dive in the pool. Like he just got all these like, euphemisms from mm-hmm. his years of wisdom so it's just I think it's an incredible opportunity to, to work with him. How, how does that help you self-correct then when you're out on the field uh it helps you in t- immensely I mean I'm, I'm a super analytical guy I'm taking notes on everything I go back and watch the film and I'm like okay correct this like just course correction it's like it's a class so I think just having a guy like him in, in the meeting room is just incredibly beneficial and you're still taking notes in, in year four on on some of the basic stuff right yeah for sure i mean it starts I mean, with the fundamentals but you know with this new scheme it's like you're just starting all over again that's kind of setting the tone like if if i'm a rookie i come in i'm watching a guy like bobby okereke and darius Leonard still taking notes during the off-season workout program that's going to perk my ears a little bit for that's, sure. that's going to kick me in a gear that's funny that you talk about that because when we talked to gus bradley um when he got hired something he talked about was his first year when he was a linebackers coach of the buccaneers he went in there, and they were installing some very basic scheme. He saw Derek Brooks taking detailed notes, and this is like year 15 for Derek Brooks. And it just it stuck with him that even in year 15, there's something you can learn that's new. And, and I'm guessing that Gus and, and Richard Smith are probably imparting that on you guys too. For sure. I mean, Coach uh, Bradley always says, he's like, you know, when you say you've got it, that's when you're in trouble because you've never really got it. There's always, you know, a, yeah, right. another iteration that you can learn and, and build on. So, That's Bobby Okereke with us. Final couple of things, Bobby. I know, I know you've spoken about this in the past. And speaking of getting it, you guys got those takeaways last year. 33 of them, uh, which was the high mark for the franchise since 2007. It's one thing to talk about it, but you guys did it. I mean, 33 takeaways, second in the NFL last year. What, what What's key in that? Like, if you could point to the, the three biggest common denominators and takeaways on why they happen and why you guys were able to get them, what would you say those are? Yeah, I think number one is playing uh, with great effort, swarming to the ball, um, knowing that a guy like Darius or Kenny or me is at, like punching at the ball. So when it's when it comes out, you know, if everybody's swarming to the ball, it's you know higher percentage. One of your guys going to be there. Right. Um, number two, I think mentality, and I think Darius is probably a perfect example of that. You know, every opportunity, every tackle, he's punching at the ball, he's ripping at the ball, he's trying to get it out. Um, and number three, I think it's just honestly playing catch just always having a football around you just yeah. getting used to having yeah. the ball in your hands so if you touch it you should come away with when it. your interception yeah. opportunities happen um you know you take advantage of them and yeah. i think that's all, all our guys on defense pride ourselves on being ball hawks yeah so. that's good stuff right there that's bobby okereke i know we talked to you a couple of off seasons ago uh pre-pandemic i think it was and at that point you were taking up boxing <laughs> in the off season anything uh anything this off season that you're picking up to uh, strengthen I'm a, things. Yeah, I'm a big Pilates guy. Yeah, I love Pilates. I guess the original term is contrology, just that whole like mind body connection. Wait, say again. Uh, contrology. Contrology. Yeah, I, I think to, if you I have to write that down, <laughs> look that up. <laughs> yeah, if you can have that a uh, mind body connection on the field, um, and you trust your athleticism, you you know you you you're, you're out there with the freedom that you can do anything you want in the field. So right. just trying to hone that.
That's good stuff right there. We always learn something. Contrology, and uh, we learned about takeaways and a lot more with Bobby O'Karake, who's headed into year number four with the Indianapolis Colts stud middle linebacker for Indianapolis. Bobby, thanks as always for the time, man. It's good to see you, and uh, enjoy your summer. Thank you. Good to be here. That's Bobby O'Karake earlier this offseason in studio with us. This is the last word here on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, Casey Vallier in for Jeffrey Gorman tonight. Case, impressive guy. Bobby O'Karake, man, he takes great care of his body. He talked about it, the yoga, the Pilates, the, what did he say, the contrology? Contrology. The contrology, yeah, man. That, I'm telling you yeah. what, those Stanford guys. <laughs> I mean, a hungry guy and another member of this Colts defense that's trying to erase, you know, the bad taste of last year from their mouth and hit the ground running this summer with a new scheme and that fresh start and a, and a clean slate for 2022. Yeah, he's one of those guys. I know this sounds super cliche, but, I mean, he is such a team-oriented guy like there's nothing about him you, you listen to him talk and it's about how everybody can you know get better it, we talk at nauseum about this locker room I mean it, it's it's an impressive collection of individuals not only you know players but also just as as human beings and Bobby is he, he's right along with that I mean you listen to him talk and you just want to root for him I mean he just makes you he makes this team and this crew just so rootable and I, I love talking with I mean we could have sat there and talked to him for probably an hour because not only is he going to teach you something, he's going to you. You want to listen to him. So I, I love talking to Bobby, and I'm looking forward to what you know what Bobby brings in 2022. Yeah, Bobby's going to he's going to teach you something. Also, where you can get educated and check out some cool stuff, the Jim Irsay Collection. It's coming. Oh. It's coming to town. It's coming to Indianapolis. It'll make a stop at Lucas Oil Stadium in September, not that far off. September 9th and 10th, the event is going to be open to the public. Isn't that your birthday? Free. Yeah, September 10th. I'll be there on the birthday. Yeah. Good pull All by right. you. Man, there you don't go. I, don't I feel special by you? I was going <laughs> to mention that. And well, then you just pull it out of your head. Man, you make me feel – I've got goosebumps right now, Case. You're the best. One of those things. I, I always knew that your birthday was right there around, you know, right as we started Week playing one. football yeah. games. So, right, right, right. You know, I, I knew it was right around that time. And I, what, isn't today your 10-year anniversary of working for the team? Yeah. How about – Something <laughs> I saw that email. How about, how about that? that? It's all about years. Matt Taylor today. Moo, 10 years, man. You know, Ferris Bueller got to slow down a little bit. Life's, <laughs> exactly. life's moving pretty fast, my friend. I appreciate, man. Now I feel good. Warm and fuzzy inside with you uh, having all those thoughtful comments right there. But anyways, Jim Mersey, uh collection, again, free, but you do have to have a ticket to get in. Register in advance. So follow the Jim Mersey collection on Facebook and Twitter for all of those additional details as the event gets closer. And oh, by the way, the collection just added something incredibly cool. It is the, uh, what is it, the red sequin cape from the yes. Godfather of Soul, James Brown. <laughs> the cape and the boots were just picked up. Uh, he wore those back in the 60s and 70s. So, I mean, James Brown, man, incredibly Ugh. cool. I think the Rolling Stones, I forget what show it was, but they are on one of those, you know, late night talk shows back in the day, Casey. But James Brown played before the Rolling Stones on one of those shows. And then Mick Jagger said, never again. Never again will I follow <laughs> James Brown. That is the one act I will never. The, the Stones are able to upstage just about anything. About everybody, anybody. Yeah. Uh, but James Brown, uh, wow. never, never again. According to the Rolling Stones, would they follow that act because it was talk just about too that. Damn good. 
Talk about that show. Man, wouldn't you have loved to have been there for that one? Woo! I'll Google here during the break and, and figure out what, what late night show that was back in the day. But uh, incredibly cool stuff there. That is going to be in September. Obviously, before that, in the month of August, you've got training camp presented by Corson Fire and Security is set to open to the public coming up on July 27th at Grand Park in Westfield. That is the first practice date. The Colts will hold 16 practices open to the public. And again, for that, Every day is free to see the complete practice schedule and to download your free tickets, head to Colts.com slash camp. All right, coming up after this quick timeout, we're giving you the Forum Credit Union question of the week. It is regarding Darius Leonard's tackling abilities. We've been talking all about linebackers tonight. We'll also talk about uh, Ben Roethlisberger, among the many that is not a fan of the Steelers' new stadium name. We'll get into that on the NFL Grab Bag when we come back. We're closing it out on the last word. We're back in just a moment here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. This is your weekly fix on Colts football. The last word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. We're back for the final time on The Last Word, the offseason radio home of the Indianapolis Colts. I'm Matt Taylor. No Jeffrey Gorman tonight. Casey Vallier is in Boston bringing us back in. Casey, I was listening to this song about a year ago. I was in the meat section at a Kroger, and this song was on in the background, and I just stopped what I was doing. I hadn't heard this (laughs) song. I heard this song like 400 times, but I hadn't heard it in a long time, so I just stopped what I was doing and listened to the song because it's that good. Hey sir, can you can you can you move over? I, I yeah. need to get that piece of steak. Yeah, sorry, just, just sorry. Go around. Let just me go, listen, man. What do you? I'm just listening to the song. Hank. What, what what does that make me? What what is the word for that? I don't I don't know. It if makes there me about a hundred. I know that. But I guess is there a I, word for it? It does. I I don't mean this. I don't mean this in a negative way at all. It doesn't surprise me that it is something that you did, and I can only see. You know, I, I'm envisioning you being there by yourself too. So you know, oh, yeah. Sam and everybody's oh, yeah. waiting at yeah. home for yep. you to get the food, and they're like, "What took so long?" And you're like, yeah. "Well, well, it took an extra three. A, it took an extra three and a half minutes. I know that." <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff right there. I like that. Hey, by the way, that wasn't a late night show. It was a concert, I guess, back in the day. 1964, uh, the promoters of the Teenage Awards Music International uh, put together a, a rock show featuring multiple artists, including James Brown and the Rolling Stones, and they made the horrible mistake of putting James Brown uh, before the Rolling Stones, so the Rolling Stones had to close it out following James Brown, which was a colossal mistake that the promoters would then realize they didn't even know who James Brown was. Nobody follows the Godfather of Soul because that's an act you just do not Want to have to back up. There's no question well, about li- that. A little background on the Rolling Stones. I think I told you this earlier this week. Marked 60 years since they had their first gig. 60 years ago, and they're still wow. touring. I mean, is that <laughs> is that not incredible? I mean, that's incredible. I mean, the Rolling Stones and James Brown all together in one. That's pretty darn cool. No question about it. All right, we're going to transition into some football talk. Talk some Colts football. Uh, by the way, single game tickets for the upcoming season at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. They are on sale now except for the Chiefs game and the Steelers game. 
game. Those games are already sold out. The only way to get tickets to those games, you can purchase 2022 season tickets at Colts.com, or you can purchase a limited number, a number, I should say, of standing room only group tickets or obstructed seat group tickets by calling the Colts season ticket office at 317-297-7000. So for the rest of those games at Lucas Oil Stadium, you can still get single game tickets. Head to Colts.com slash tickets or Ticketmaster.com. All right, let's uh, transition into the Forum Credit Union question of the week. We've been talking all about linebackers this week, or tonight, I should say, uh, our position breakdown heading into training camp. Colts linebacker Darius Leonard, Casey Valier, all-pro player in each of his first four years in the NFL. He's also one of just two players to record at least 120 tackles in each of the past four seasons. Let me repeat that. One of only two guys to record at least 120 tackles the last four years. Who's the other guy outside of Darius Leonard? Is he a linebacker? He is a linebacker, yes. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Bobby Wagner because I feel Bobby like he's a guy that just Wagner. gets a bunch of tackles. He is correct. That is the correct okay. answer. It is the obvious answer, and you nailed it. Uh, Darius Leonard has 538 tackles. In the NFL since 2018, Casey, the only other guy that has more, Bobby Wagner. So incredibly consistent. And I got to tell you, Casey, free agency, I mean, I know it was weird across the board. Guys moving all over the place uh, this offseason in March and April, big names. But Bobby Wagner, one of the more underrated big-name guys on the move this offseason. It's going to be really weird to see him in a Rams uniform. Isn't it ironic, though, they're going to have to play the Seahawks twice? I mean, that seems very, right, you know, right. that's that's kind of what I always think. Like, when these when these big names go somewhere else, I'm always like, you should go to a rival so you get to play that team twice. Like, for Bobby, he's saying, hey, Seattle, you didn't want me anymore. Here I am twice wrecking your, there you, you know, <laughs> anybody. That's what I would do. So good for Bobby. Visit the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section of Colts.com to interact with other fans online. You can post a topic there and join in on various discussions on the Colts Forum Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. We've got a few minutes left for the NFL Grab Bag. It's time for the NFL Grab Bag, an assorted look at what's going on in the NFL. NFL Grab Bag tonight brought to you as always by Meyer, the official super center of the Indianapolis Colts and proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Did you see the name change in the Steel City, Casey? Big deal for a lot of people. You talk about Pittsburgh Steeler fans. They are hardcore. They love their Steelers, and they love Heinz Field. But Heinz Field, no longer. The stadium this week changed names for the first time since it opened in 2001. It has been renamed to Acrisure Stadium. And Ben Roethlisberger, one of the many people that just doesn't like it, doesn't like the ring to it, he took to Twitter to say, quote, it doesn't seem right or real. Hines, headquartered in Pittsburgh, initially signed a 20-year deal for the naming rights to the stadium back in 2001, but it did not extend past the 2021 season. Casey, there was just there was no sponsor more indigenous, if that's the right word, with an area than Heinz yeah. Ketchup with Pittsburgh. It's such an every man, every guy type of sponsor because it's ketchup. 
Every, <laughs> everybody <laughs> likes it. Everybody uses it. And it's the hometown brand. It's not like a bank. It's not stiff. It's not like an insurance company. It's a condiment. And it's synonymous with Pittsburgh. Everybody loves, you know, concession stand food that you get at the game. It's Heinz was Pittsburgh. And I think that's what a lot of people, you know, in that part of the country, that's what they're dealing with right now. Uh, it's very strange. I mean, as you know, my dad is a huge Steelers fan. He grew up in Indianapolis. There was no sports team here, so you kind of had to figure out which team you want to follow. He followed the Steelers. So when I asked him about it, he had the exact same reaction as Ben Roethlisberger. He's like, it just doesn't seem real. This is where it, it's tough because at the end of the day, it's business. You know, you, you, you get down to the, to the nitty-gritty of certain things, and it's like, well, it's a business decision. So it does seem very strange. I'm really glad that Pittsburgh travels here this year so we don't have to mess up about 50 times during the broadcast saying we're live here at Hines Field because that's what that's what everybody feels like it is. So, yeah. you know, accurate, what, is, what is it, Accra-sure? Accra-sure. I, I, mean, I mean, it rolls off the tongue very easily. That's going to be something that for them, it's going to take them a couple years before people even realize right. that's the new name of the stadium. You yeah. know, that that's where it becomes tough. Well, that I mean people around here still call the music venue up by you, Deer Creek. I mean, it's, I live right. it's never going to change. You know, it's always going to be Heinz Field. It's always going to be Deer Creek. It's always going to be, you know, Conseco Fieldhouse, or it's always going right. to be the, art, the Hoosier Dome, right? So uh, it's just it's, it's going to live on in lore. All right, Casey, one final story before we close out. I thought this was incredibly cool. Baltimore Ravens defensive end Calais Campbell. He's a beast. He's been around the NFL. He's heading into his 15th season, but he loves to play cards. He loves playing poker. When his playing days are over, he's going to pursue winning the World Series of Poker main event. I guess he plays all the time, but has never entered the main event because of the end of the tournament. It's too close to the start of training camp. It's around this time of year. It's late July, so he can't focus on it. But when he's done playing, he's going to put up the $10,000 buy-in annually for the No Limit Hold'em Championship every year when he's done playing football. Incredibly cool story. And, Casey, you strike me as a card guy. You strike me as a poker player. I'm glad you said that because I actually went through a phase in my life where my parents were a little worried because they thought that's what I was going to do. So when I was in – like, I, I kid you not, when I was in college – so the, take you back to, like, my junior and senior year of high school – in the trunk of my car at all times, I had my eight-person poker table, and I had two stacks of chips, all kinds of, like, dealer shoots and and shuffling machines. I had all of that in the trunk of my car at all times because I was like, who knows who's going to want to get into a game? And then I got to college, was able to start playing on Poker Stars. So I was playing online poker, and then me and one of my other buddies, we would travel northern Indiana and get into poker games. That's what I did. I mean, it was... So you're I, like I was, rounders. You're I, like rounders. It, that's my favorite movie. So rounders is my favorite movie. So it's oh like... Oh, my gosh. I'm right along with Calais. Like, if he wants to call me up, I can be like... You know, just that supportive guy to cheer him on because I don't have the 10 grand to drop on a poker game to, to not win anything in return. My wife wouldn't really understand that if I said, hey, I'm going to take $10,000 and throw it all on the line. So I'll just go and I'll root for Calais, you know, because he's got that kind of cash hanging around. You I don't be quite like, have that, but I would love to do what he's doing. You give me like his uh, Edward Norton. You know, what, exactly. what was his name? Was it Worm? Was that his name? Worm. Worm. Yeah, worm. yeah. I, I don't think I would really, I mean, I'd probably be more like that character. You're right. I wouldn't like to cheat and try to, you know, work my way out of things. You know, I prefer to be the Matt Damon, you know, the humble guy. 
But, I mean, I think it's super cool because this is something that, for me, hits home. I mean, when ESPN started airing the World Series of Poker, like, I all of a sudden was, like, hooked. So I was hooked for a long time. I haven't played in quite some time. I was going to say, you're, start, college, you're getting twitchy right now, aren't you? You're going to revert. <laughs> some, ba- some bad habits are coming back. We should you're probably end kidding. the show right now because I don't, I don't want to get a phone call later. <laughs> now, I think, I'm, I think I'm in a good spot where I'm not going to get the too big of the twitch, but it's definitely bringing back some memories, that's for sure. Well, that's not what I intended. I, I just thought it was a cool story. But, you know, this is we're going down memory lane here a little bit, and some scabs are getting reopened. Yeah, let's, let's just let's – just in the show now and i'll just get over this you, you know? got it very cool story <laughs> right there all right case well i already know what you're doing this weekend so hang tight in there bud have a great weekend coming up my man and uh we will talk to you next week as we get closer and closer to colts football real football on the horizon again so enjoy the weekend we'll talk to you soon pal thanks man had fun you got it casey valia right there i'm matt taylor have a great rest of your friday night espn radio is coming up next and we'll give you a free preview of colts training camp next friday when we get in the last word here on the home of the colts 93.5 and 107.5 the fan good night